Good morning and welcome to the very first Fed by Farmers podcast. I have been planning this podcast for a long time, but I did not expect it to start with such a bang. And I wondered what will my first show be? The plan was that it was going to be with Lizzie, but that's going to be show number two now because we've had to move this one up to, to, to first place. Her name's Fiona. <laughs> you might have heard of her. And there is a, another Fiona here. Drop the F. She's an Iona. She's going to be our co-host in the podcast. Iona, this, this, we'll need to do two things here. We'll need to introduce you and then talk about the, the mad weekend of, of rescuing Fiona. So how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, who, who is Iona? Um, who is Iona? I'm 27, living in Prestwick. Um, boring, boring stuff I here. know, what? I know. I Get right think. into it. Who is Iona? Who is Iona? Um, so I've been working at Dumfries House. Yes, okay. Yeah. The King's House. The King's House, the King himself. For people that don't know what Dumfries House is, what is that? So it's um, an estate that's got a farm on it and then lots of other things and they, they do loads. It's um, part of the Prince's Foundation, a charity. So I was involved in like the education there for the farming side. Uh, but aye, they do hunters of stuff, like they do weddings and they've got the cafe and a cook school and it's all about trying to get people into work, like giving them the skills. Into rural work? Um, all different. I okay. was focused on the rural work. Yeah. So like, well, you know how difficult it is for as a new entrant getting in. Of course, I saw you hit with things like that. Mm. And and how would you know anything about farming? So I was born and brought up on a farm. Oh yeah, what cr- farm's that? Crosslat. Yeah, get the name <laughs> drops in. Big time, big time. So for anyone who doesn't know, what, what is Crosslat? with these do? So we've just got blackies now. Uh, he used to have beef as well, but get rid of them. Too old and nobody was helping him enough. So. Aye, you're too busy out getting folk jobs and exactly. making podcasts with me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I should say, I'm, I'm new to this. I should have said this at the top of the show. But the thing that makes this podcast, like many other podcasts, viable and work are our sponsors. And the sponsors for today's episode are CF Moto. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that later in the show so we're getting to know you we're going to do you first iona and then we're going to do fiona okay 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 i'm the warm-up too many ionas and ionas here but yes right so because flat black face that's how i got to know you of course Mm -hmm. through probably Muirkirk show yeah many years ago and several Muirkirk shows and highland shows and all these social gatherings that that uh, people of our age go to I was mind blown when I know mind blown. I thought you were the same age as me. She's six years younger. I don't know what that says about her. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but this is going to be a video podcast. It, we just haven't got that organised yet. So there will be in future, especially when we have guests on, we'll have a video for YouTube to go with us. So we'll be able to actually sit and watch the whole conversation. That is the plan. But for now, it's just our voices that you can hear. So you got into the job at Dumfries House. Mm-hmm. How, how did you come to get in there? So I went to uni and did primary teaching um, because I like working with children. And then, well, I thought I would like to work with children. And then I did my degree and I just, I couldn't imagine going into the same job for the rest of my life and it being in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So um, I went actually went away for a bit. I went away for a month to New Zealand. And then my mum was working um, in the office at Dumfries House and a job came up as a tutor there. So I went for it. And then that was me. And whereabouts in New Zealand? You have to, whenever you mention New Zealand, you have to say where you went because there'll be a lot of New Zealand listeners and oh. also Scottish people and uh, I don't know why I say Scottish people, UK people who <laughs> will have been to New Zealand too. So I just did South Island. Okay. So flew to Christchurch and then, yeah, just travelled around the south. Touristy. Yeah, it yeah. was great. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's on, it's on the to-do list for sure. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We've got a wee snippet eye on it. We'll get more as, as things go on. But, you know, the the real talking point is, of course, Fiona the Sheep. I know, the star. What did you think about all that? Absolutely mental. Eh? Wild. When did you first become aware of it? Did I tell you about it before we did it? You told me. So we were meant to record the podcast and then That's you right. texted me and said, eh, going to need to postpone off to save a sheep. That's right, we had uh, Davy Cooper, Sheep Farmer mm-hmm. of the Year at Farmers Weekly Awards, lined up to come in, that was going to be... Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday, and uh, that's right, I text to cancel, because at, at that point, what did you think? I I, I thought, I thought what, that'll make great footage for a YouTube video, I yeah. thought that, yeah. that'll be really good for a YouTube video, but yeah. I actually cannot believe what's happened. Neither can I. Uh, can you not? What do you, what do you think of it all? It, 
it's been very, very exhausting mentally, but uh, madness. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't even know what to, I've not had a chance to think. I've not, had, I've not, no. I've, I've not had a chance. The only thing I've really seen is Sky News because they shared it on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I saw the ITV News. Not no the this morning piece with mm-hmm. with Doctor Scott or or Vet Scott, but I've not because I've been speaking to people in Australia, Canada, UK all these crazy crazy things i've actually like never heard any of them back or, or watched any of them back but everyone's been very positive and saying that you know it's been great for farmers when did it change for you when do you know oh my goodness like this is this is kicking off this is going to be big uh, the phone on the way home from was it yeah because it was ali williamson who was part of the team mm-hmm. he was the first one because his fa- his phone number was on his facebook page because <gasps> obviously he's only get you know a thousand followers selling these blackies yeah yeah um, so Ali's Elagro Black Face is his fl- flock and obviously a business page like that you have your phone number on it uh-huh. and I'd tagged him in the initial post that would save Fiona so he started getting hounded and, I was, and it was like wow this is uh, this from, from we got in the car mm-hmm. we shouldn't jump too far ahead right enough we should go through the, the full uh, rescue yeah. but from we got in the car till we get back home down the road about seven hours later I, I, I was not off the phone for more than the time it took to switch between numbers uh, you know, Wild. phoning people back and whatnot. It was, yeah, it was crazy. But I still mm. just thought it was going to be like a photo. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, when, when this morning phoned, it, that really was something different. And then they, they were like, you know, we'll offer you X amount. It was three, £3,000. They said, we'll offer you £3,000 mm-hmm. if we get the exclusive first interview with you. But right. we were like, well, we're not in it for the money. And mm-hmm. we were pretty adamant we weren't taking money. Don't right, get me wrong. Okay. If they said we'll give you twenty grand <laughs> for the first interview, that's different. Yeah, of course. Like you're, you're not an idiot. No, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Uh, that would have been different. But when they said, you know, we'll give you three grand for the first, well, like uh, no, I says what I said. I, I believe what I said to them, and I, hopefully they'll honour it. I said, what about if we make it a thousand, mm-hmm. and we just speak to whoever we want, and and you donate that to RSABI? Although I don't think. That's been sorted out yet. I have. I'll need to chase them up on I'll that. Put that to on my to do list. Put that on your to do list. I'm gonna chase them up. Have you made this donation? <laughs> and and thanks to who else offered us as well. Daily Mail or the Sunday Mail mm-hmm. uh, are going to donate a few hundred pounds to RSABI as well. And that's literally the only money that's came out of it, which is fine by us. We didn't want you know it tarnished by you know making money out of it or accepting money from papers and tv and all that kind of stuff and, and i think we've done that really well mm-hmm. but would have meant we could have the heating on in here though <laughs> did i switch it off <laughs> no that is on that is on that is on just checked uh, just this room though just this Hi. room tiny wee room yeah i was like what room are we podcast in where is the smallest room <laughs> easiest one to heat only one bar on no three bars in here um so yeah it's been it's been Aye, so do you want to go back and say say the story because well maybe some people don't know yeah, but well, yeah, I mean, not I, the ins and outs, not I, the boring bits. The boring <laughs> bits, yeah, yeah. So we had a six-hour drive up, um, and we just talked about life and feelings and love. Uh, no, I tell you the no, you're spot on. Like I, the annoying thing with doing these interviews is you don't get to tell the full story. Why not? And because they they, they tee you up to do them, and then they ask you random questions, and you get short sound bites. Right. Okay. And, you know. I, I'll I'll explain things fully and and then they'll cut the bits they want and and it's mm. quite frustrating sometimes you know even the Sky News when they cut bits out um, at the start like the fact Jill Turner uh, the lady with the kayak mm-hmm. was the first one to sort of raise the 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 alarm bells about Fiona mm-hmm. you know they chopped that out um, after me doing my best to mention whatever I can so I mention you here Jill I hope you hear this she was really a, a big part of this. So yeah. let's start from the start. At yep. 25th of October, I look mm-hmm. back on my Facebook. I see an article from, I think it's called the Northern Herald or Northern Times or whatever it is uh, um, up north, funnily, funnily mm. enough. <laughs> and it was the story of Jill Turner, kayaker, who had seen the sheep two years previously while out kayaking. And then again, the sheep was still there, Fiona, as we now know her, with a lot more wool on her mm-hmm. and looking very sad and lonely. Incredible story. Like... Uh, just fascinating i could tell from the photo straight away as i'm sure you could the sheep was fine yeah she looked big and healthy but the bull was obviously going to be an issue mm-hmm. i did the correct thing and made contact with the farmer with jill's assistance actually i'm sure it was jill that helped me to do that mm-hmm. made contact with the farmer 
spoke to him about the story and, and the circumstances and he, he made it clear that they'd been trying for a while. He'd spoke to SSPCA Coast Guard. He'd, he'd tried to get that ship out of there and these you know, public bodies or whatever had more or less sort of wiped their hands of it because it was so dangerous. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's not fair to say. That's not fair to say at all. They wiped their hands for it. They came and, and, and checked Fiona and she had loads of grass, water, shelter and was absolutely fine albeit the coat or wool was still growing mm-hmm. so I could totally understand her decision it was well, the right yeah. de- I still say they made the right decision well absolutely because you've got to put human life above you know yeah. animal life yeah. at the end of the day at the bottom line yeah. and also Fiona was in no imminent danger you know she wasn't a threat to her life no being there absolutely um, so they made the right decision I, I totally understand why an employer couldn't send employees down there to do it mm-hmm. in the same way when I first phoned the farmer he said, listen, I don't want you to come up here and get hurt. Yeah. I, I would rather you didn't do it because I think it's it's very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's a high risk that you get seriously, seriously hurt. Yeah. And that's on me. And I respected that. I said, fine, no problem. Totally respect that. It's your farm. Fast forward five days, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And four or five unknown persons arrive on the farm, having not spoken to the landowner. Now, in Scotland, you have the right to responsible access, so they're absolutely within their rights to do that. Mm-hmm. Their intentions were, were good and just um, and with concern for the Fiona's welfare. So no issues in that front, but it's still intimidating when you're the only house for miles. 100%. And there's strangers going about. Mm-hmm. I don't care what MD says, it is, it's intimidating. Yeah, absolutely. So the farmer phoned me and we talked through the situation. I says, listen... You have to let us come up and get this sheep out of here before this becomes a circus. Or before you know it, it'll be like Glastonbury up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Feeling on the main stage. <laughs> aye, aye. It'll be like Glastonbury up there. Um, so we, he agreed. He agreed at that point. I says, you're not asking me to do it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm insisting upon doing it. Your conscience is clear. If I get hurt, it's on me. And he agreed with that. It's fine. And I said, in the meantime, you have to keep these people placated. You have to keep them happy. Don't antagonise them. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know you're putting yourself at risk. They know you know, they know where you stay. Remember, you don't know anything about these people. Yeah, don't antagonise them. And I've seen reports from from them saying that you know the farmer agreed to this and agreed to all that. But if I use an extreme exad, it's an extreme example to use. But it's amazing what people will agree to when they're held at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. You know when they're scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and when they think if I say this, that keeps me and the family safe and my property safe. And, but these people, don't, they don't even think of that as no. a possibility. No. You know, they, it, it's incredible. So, did it all right, got permission to the farmer. Then I thought, what idiots do I know that would, would come and do this with me? Mm-hmm. So my first thought, my first uh, point of call was Graham Parker, Hoof GP, mm-hmm. who we'll have on this podcast at some point, because I want to know how much money he makes from YouTube. That's the first <laughs> thing I'm asking him. We're gonna, uh, the idea of this Fed by Farmers podcast, I've, I should have said that at the top of the show, but I'm going to say it right now, it's about speaking to farmers about their uh, about their business about their life about their business but you know how hard it is to actually farm to make it pay to make it work now there are loads of poor farmers out there but there's loads of wealthy ones too and like that's okay i don't think we should be ashamed of that i know in the farming community like you'll, you'll never ask it you'll never speak to a rich farmer but some of them are doing really well and i think it's good it would be great for them to come on and share their stories and mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just get into things. Most weeks it'll just be Iona and I talking about current affairs, and I'm very much wanting to model this and the rest is politics. You've not heard, you've not listened no. to that yet, no. But do, it's on my to do list do, as well. Do one or two just to see, okay. you know, just to see the dynamic. Because then, the, you know, we do the the weekly Monday morning podcast. We could do a midweek question time. Oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's options. There's yeah, options. Like but back to Fiona. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoke to the farmer. Got permission. Phone Graham because I thought he'd have a boat. <laughs> Just because I thought, I don't know anybody else that's got, that, that would have a boat. Did he have a boat? No, but he'd, he'd the world's, he'd text back saying, uh, I don't, but I've got the world's fastest production jet ski. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so what would that do? And I was like, mm, no, I don't think it will. Would be cool though. And he's like, it would tow a dinghy. I'm like, no, no, I don't think it would. And I knew he wouldn't care about wrecking it. Like he'd have, he'd have rammed it onto the rocks and all that, but... It, it was, the way the rocks were, I could see the farmer sent us drone footage. I could see from the drone footage that the rocks, it was weird. They were all like sticking out the water. 
it set distances mm. apart. You couldn't really get right, okay. boat. You could have got on a rock and you could have hopped her over some rocks, but if she'd fell in the water, she's now 200 kilos instead of 100 kilos. So yeah. it's going to take five men to pull yeah. her out of there without themselves going in the, you know, tipping mm-hmm, the boat. Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't pull 200 kilos over the side of a boat. No. Not very easily anyway. Certainly not a wee dinghy. So that seemed out. So I explained the situ- situation to him. And I, and I said, what about, what about a winch? What about, a, you know, we winch her up? Because mm-hmm. I know he's got fancy all-terrain vehicles. And he says, well, I've got, a, I've got a big vehicle there we could do with a winch. It's about 30 metre winch on it. I says, perfect. Let's let's take that up the road. Mm-hmm. We'll set the winch at the top, cut a length of rope, uh, a feed bag for Tarf Valley. Got to give them a shout as well. Because <laughs> uh, I think they usually charge for the bags. But uh, we just dropped in and explained it and we got a bag. Feed bag from Tarf Valley and... Off we went. No, that's a lie. I then thought we need more help. Mm-hmm. So my next protocol was to phone Al's cousins. Mm-hmm. Partly Al's as well was because he's a genius with a camera. Right, okay. And he's just very funny. <laughs> it's, it's just a laugh. You need somebody funny. Keep well, it all up. It's a, it was like, you know, it's a boys trip. Yeah. You know I mean? Boys, boys, boys. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was going to be, you know, we're going to have a bit of banter too. So you don't want a misery guts there, you know. Oh, what if we slip? Oh, like, no. What if we slip? And, and the joke... <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't tell I shouldn't say these this is the place to say it though but like the joke I kept using was like whenever anyone's like well, what if we fall and all that I just go mate what have you got to live for anyway <laughs> and I shouldn't joke about that but it, it lightened the mood at the time <laughs> it was when I thought was that you know if it was like geez what about this it's like what have you got to live for anyway and it just kind of lifted the mood a little bit it was very much a joke folks you shouldn't joke about those things but we did at the time so anyway I got Al's cousins on board he's like mad like because he's not actually from a farming background, although he's involved with farmers massively because he, he goes on farms, does photographs, does amazing pictures and portraits. Mm-hmm. Great artwork. He's like been a game changer for me in the sheep game. He really is, and he's just a really good mate. So that was Al's lined up, mm-hmm. and then Graham spoke to his brother James. Uh, James Parker Sculptures, got to give him a shout-out because he was fantastic as well. And then I thought, secret weapon. I actually didn't think secret weapon. What actually happened was I looked at a Snapchat story of <laughs> Ali Williamson, getting tups over to go to Fort William and I thought Fort William's not that far away from from yeah. Nig where it was from Brora so I phoned him and says what are you doing Saturday he says oh I'm getting the first boat back he says you fancy delaying it and coming was to rescue a sheep mm-hmm. and I sent him the article he's like aye alright <laughs> <laughs> I should do you know what I mean I should do it's like why are they you know I bet you I could have phoned one of the hundred people any, any one of the hundred people on my phone they'd be like aye alright Sounds like a laugh. Um, that's what farmers are like. It's just like, ah, yeah, you're what, is it? what is that, 100 meter yeah. cliff? Aye. Aye, we'll you got the rope? Aye, I've got the rope. I've got the rope. Yeah, I'll bring some baler twine. Um, be fine. Uh, so that was the team. That was the five of us. There was myself, Graham Parker, Ali Williamson, Al's cousins, and James Parker. And we we, we we headed up the road. And the plan was we looked at the timings, let's stop at Tiso, the outdoor store. Mm-hmm. And get a couple of lengths of rope. Yeah, have a wee look around, see what else we might need. Uh, ice, yeah. ice axe, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to Tiso in Perth. We had a wander around and went to the rope. And wow, rope steer. Is it? Aye, proper c- climbing rope. So I was all like, yeah, you know, yeah let's get a couple of yeah, lengths yeah. of rope. 216 pounds <gasps> or something like that per length. You're joking. No, for 60 meters of rope. Oh my God. There was maybe one that was like a fraction cheaper, but it was, I'm, I'm sure it was a wee bit shorter actually. But yeah, six, 60 metres of rope, 216 quid. That's wild. Are they like mental? So then I'm starting to be like humming and hawing like, <laughs> like one of the guys that like, you you know, you go for a dinner, like one of your mate, you go for a dinner and it's like, I'm going to have the steak, I'm going to have steak. Yeah. Uh, fish and chips, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just have a burger. Well, are we just so, paying for what we have? Aye, aye, that's it. We're just paying for eight. I just had a water. I did not have a Coke Zero. Excuse me. Apple Tizer wasn't mine. Oh, I hate stuff like that. See, when you go for a big group and then people don't want to just split the yeah. bill between eight. Can we split it ten ways, please? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. no, no I actually, it was, I had the prawn Mary Rose for starter. I didn't have the soup. Yes, I didn't have a starter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's what it's like. I started fading yeah. back. I'm, I'm at the front like, oh, we'll get this and get that. And I, and I just start easing myself back. But Graham's just like... Oh, I'll take one of them. We'll take one. So he just picked up two of them, and he's like, oh, "I'll use them for." The-. He says, "I use this rope for the crush anyway." Oh, I do because it is really an impressive rope. Like, so he's like, "I use this for the crush mm. because it needs the the high tensile or whatever 
you call it the, the that strength. sounds right yeah it does sound right yeah yeah Go i for use it. that for wire so why not rope <laughs> so i needed that strength so he's fine no bother he's uh, we did that and maybe spent another 50 quid on carabiners and graham bought that i bought ali a pair of boots because he was over with just these these boots for sh- showing the sheep not for climbing mountains so i got ali a pair of boots that's uh, not a real islander he came without a real pair of boots I, I don't know, it'd be a pair of redbacks or something, can they? Can oh, I show, can for showing? Aye. Aye. So I got my pair of like sheep rescue boots. Mm-hmm. I asked the girl specifically. Um, <laughs> and it was so funny because she asked what we're doing. And we're like, oh, we're going to rescue a sheep up north. And she's like, oh, I've seen that in the news. That's amazing. It's like, you're going uh, to do that. Then it gives a discount, no? Oh, did she not? Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> no, I never, I never asked. We never asked. Of course we didn't. But yeah, she was really, really nice. And it was just kind of exciting. It was like, at that point, actually, we're like, wow, folk know, but, you know, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just some random person in Tizo know about this. That's quite interesting. So we got the rope bought. Graham was 500 quid down, uh, but it didn't seem to phase him too much, and jumped the pickup up the road. And, you know, very lighthearted chat all the way up, banter. Were you excited? Was there, excited. like, an excitement? Yeah, you're right. You're right. We were excited. Yeah. Like, it just didn't cross our mind for a second that we weren't going to get that sheep. Right, Okay. Do you know what I mean? We were all aware that someone could get hurt. Mm-hmm. We definitely meant, you know, we did speak about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, we did speak about it and we did agree that, you know, once we got the sheep up, we'd come back for them. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Yeah. Depends who it was. Yeah, yeah, dep- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if it was... Who would you come back for? <sighs> I don't know if I'd have been back for any of them. Al's though, he's good with the logos and stuff. We didn't send Al's down. He's too valuable. To, like, oh, I, I he didn't go down the, sheep, the first The sheep place. game would yeah, yeah. be destroyed no. with it, Al's. So Al stayed at the top to help with the yeah, winch and sense. communications and, he, and he, he, the drone up and things like that. So, no, no, I couldn't lose Al's. The rest, no. Graham, it was Graham and mis- myself, Graham and Ali that went down. Right. Um, and really, I could do it either of them. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Coast Guard's problem now. <laughs> Jill, you're still in that kayak. <laughs> guys, guys, you, listen, you're, you're, you're not going to be coming home tonight. You're going to go into Inverness Royal Infirmary. There's no point in us hanging around here <laughs> with Fiona. We'll just head down the road and we'll sort something out. The, the East Coast train line is tremendous this time of year. Um, so no, we wouldn't have worried too much about it. Nah, a joke, a joke. We, we would have been very concerned. But we did speak about it on the way up. Yeah. The farmer put us up over, overnight. He was a major part of it all, you know, helping us out, getting us drone shots. And uh, I've saw, you know, comments since by um, Animal Rising, or the, the people, the guy with the beard and that, that was at the top of the, the cliff. Um, he has said that, one of his things was that we didn't keep him informed of what was happening or tell him that we were going to rescue the sheep or tell them that we were going to do this, but we didn't tell them. But I use the, the reference, I've used this in some interviews and they keep cutting it out, <laughs> but like I worked in the police for 12 years and when we were going to execute a warrant, we didn't phone the vigilantes to say, <laughs> uh, how you doing lads? We're, we're going to do this warrant at this time because they just get in the road yeah, and somebody gets hurt. So it's the exact same situation with this. Mm-hmm. Don't phone folk that have no idea what they're doing to, to come and get in the way. So what was their argument at that point? Did they want Fiona to be to be brought up? Well, see, this is like I'm terrified of them. Right. I, I, I can I can honestly, admit, I'm not some big like Gareth, like my big mate Gareth Van Jones man. He just goes at it and <laughs> just has no fear. But I'm terrified of them. I really am. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm fairly scared of the dark as it is. But even now when things bang at night, I'm like, oh, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's terrible. Um, I even locked my house. Like I never used to lock my house. No, I bet I need to lock it now. I've no, said this in the podcast, but I even locked my house the other night. Did the you? other night, house. I should say I should speak uh, more proper English. Have you had to change how you speak since you've been doing the YouTube's and stuff? Oh, well, I don't speak like the way I'm speaking now. I need to tune in. I've not noticed. Aye, no. I, I, well, maybe you're maybe making me a bit more relaxed, but definitely when I'm when I'm doing YouTube and TV, like an you have, yes, you have to speak pro- and speak slower. Mm. And, and, and we're going to be tangent here because mm. I have a theory. Go for it. And uh, guys, I want to know, in the, you know, leave some comments and, and let us know about this theory, some feedback. The reason Scottish people speak so fast is because their brain works a wee bit quicker. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. There's people, you know, guys, um, guys and girls south of the border, I'm sure, were the first to be aghast at this thought. However, think of all the things that Scottish people have invented. Phone, telephone. Yep. 
That's all you've got. That's great. Haggis. That's great. That's great. Well done, Aaron. Really <laughs> amazing. <laughs> no, there's... Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, that, no, that was uh, tel- uh, uh, Tarmac. Yes, television. I believe John Logie Beard. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Penis discovered penicillin. penicillin that was an Ayrshire one. boy. Yep. Loads of yeah, and there's there's loads of them. Do you want to keep going? Tell me another one. Iron Brew. Golf. Golf. Rugby sevens. I don't know if they're really inventions, right enough. That doesn't really count. Um, but no, listen, we have invented things. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Google it. I don't know any of them, but Google it. So and I, that was my theory, but that's a real tangent. Mm. Just no. one to look into. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in that. We'll come back. We'll circle back around to it. So back to the Fiona thing. What were you saying? So you were, yeah, you make you were making you nervous. Yeah, terrified of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Sorry. So my point, my what I asked was, did they want them saved at that point? Fiona saved. Yes. Okay. Of course they must have done. Yeah. Because they they do genuinely care for animals as much as we do, mm-hmm. but they just wouldn't know how to do it, um, and. What upset me about the whole thing is they were they said they were there to rescue her, but they've been down three or four days and all they've done is take photos and make YouTube videos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what were they doing? Pre- what, what, was were they, what were they waiting off. for? Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, and I suppose that's sort of contradict- and they, they'll argue, Well, they'll argue that they'd made a plan or, you know, they had plans to tie in with us or, or I don't, I, I'm not sure what the argument will be, but... The one I liked was there was a, an article or, or one of the people in the group said that we snuck in. That they'd, they'd actually a statement out that said, unfortunately, Fiona has been rescued. That was the first line. And then it goes, unfortunately, Fiona has been rescued by a group of farmers. Oh, my goodness. Just before our team were, were about to go in and, and do it. And I just, that word, unfortunately, it's like, well, do you care about this sheep or not? But also, I, I used the analogy on, on radio, and I think they did use this, maybe did use this one. Where it's, uh, they're saying, unfortunately, our, our, they rescued it just before we were about to do it. Like, we were just going to do it. That's the exact same thing I say to Lizzie when she does the dishes. <laughs> I was just about to do them. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you got un- there before me. Unfortunately, Elizabeth has been through and washed the dishes just before Cammy could get them done. <laughs> And that's the analogy I used. Yeah. Um, and I think it's bang on. Yes. It's that kind of thing. Like, you know, I was just going to do it. So I was just going to tidy my room. But yeah, so that, that, I think that was part of the argument. But anyway, we, we we did it all through the farmer, all transparent. And we spoke with SSPCA. Mm-hmm. Asked them to send someone there just as a third party to, to check Fiona at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, the class, they put out a statement saying that we were a, a group of experienced uh, climbers. I thought I thought that was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Obviously, that they were worried about saying we're just a group of cowboys, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Group, so this group of experienced climbers get to the top of the slope, set the the buggy up with the winch, mm-hmm. and we get our new ropes out, and we get the we get the first one. We lead the winch down the first thirty meters, and we get to the bottom of the thirty meters. So at this point, it's now me, Ali, and Graham, mm-hmm. and there's great audio. We had to cut the audio before we sent it to the new, the newspapers and the people that. Have, been showing little clips because it's like me and Ali arguing about how you untangle the new rope <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bit of swearing there's like and I don't I, I, I will say to guess I don't mind swearing this podcast I'm not a big fan of it but I, it, it is an adult podcast but there is a, a few swear words mm. tensions were high that day but it, it, all in jest all in yeah. fun but it's things like you definitely think they'd make this easier. Like, you know, <laughs> why the F is this so bloody hard? Because we're like, you know, time is of the essence and we're, we're 30 metres down at this point on standing on this slope and the two of are arguing about how to untangle a rope and I just laugh at the expert climbers thing and I keep, I keep seeing it in different papers, a team of expert climbers and it's us just like, and, and, and Ali pointed out as well, he's got like his foot looped round by a rope which is like a no-no for climbing apparently because it'll trip oh, you up. Oh, I... And, oh, I just, what a laugh. But anyway, we, we obviously eventually got it untangled, got the rope on. The the animal activists had a rope as well. Right. Um, which was a, a good rope. I th- No, it was, it was. It was like a, cli- I, I don't think it was a climbing rope. It was like a hard, like the climbing rope's got a bit of stretch in it and a bit of... Elasticity. Elasticity, yes. But it was more like a, you know, like blue rope. Aye, what colour was your rope? Red. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lovely red rope hey, I said again I don't care what rope you get as long as it's red I've read the book I googled it I've googled it we need a red rope 
so there's his blue. Right, okay. Uh, with little yellow bits on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. nice. Yeah, so I think it was blue. Yeah, so it was kind of similar, that kind of non-springy, but it was good rope. Mm. And they'd done an absolutely tremendous thing and full credit to them. And, and you know, I hope, guys, like, it's by way now, I, I hope you don't take any offence to to, well you will take offence of course you will but like I will give absolute credit where credit's due because that's that's my way they had like knotted loops in it all the way down mm. genius idea genius why so you could get grip well for a couple of reasons your hand you couldn't if you slipped oh you only went so far you only went so far mm. and also when you're pulling yourself back up you could loop your wrist in it oh okay. and even if you if you slipped you'd be hooked by your wrist yeah so genius like yeah you know, three of us are just like thrown down this slippy, springy rope <laughs> and expect thinking that we'll be able to like just grab onto it like Sylvester Stallone if things go wrong. Um, which thankfully it didn't. But anyway, we got that down and made use of that rope that was there, of course. Um, would be silly not to. Uh, going down it's steep, grassy, what you'd expect in a kind of rough hill side, you know. So is it was it steep enough that you had to hold on to the rope the whole way down? I mean, I mean, there was a there was a vertical section of five ten meters. Oh my goodness! And um, what, so, what, was that like a cliff edge or was that grass? That was, was that just stony sheer rock. Or that was just was rock. It? Yeah, that was just sheer rock. But the rest, of it was like I suppose just kind of grassy. Mm-hmm. Well, once you were down that sheer drop, it was like loose rock, and the the, right, the okay. worry there was we had to walk walk next to each other then because it was dislodging like big stones oh, and okay. rocks. And they were like bouncing down, so it was like let's just walk together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually, <clears throat> as we got further down, we like totally separated, just because it was getting you know folk were slipping and falling. And, mm. But you could, if you leaned, leaned back at that point, once you're down, you would just fall on your bum and you would slide a bit. You right, okay, you it wasn't go head over heels. Yeah, the danger was going head over heels, and you'd never stop once you get into a roll. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the most dangerous point was to that vertical drop. You know, the first fifty meters mm-hmm. or so, sixty meters. It was steep, you know. I wouldn't walk down it without holding the rope. Right, okay. Ali might, and and there's no doubt there's points where he was, um, but I think even he was mostly holding the rope. Mm. Yeah, if you'd slipped, you were never stopping. Right, okay. Especially because it was all wet. Um, and, and the other danger was you're in a narrow path, so if the guy at the top slips... Yeah, you're taking you all out. Potentially, potentially. Mm. Um, what but, position were you? Uh, good question. I was... Second in the way down, I think. Second. Yeah, I think I was second. I can't. Yeah, I think I was. I think Ali went first, then me. Then of course he did. Graham. Graham was doing a lot of the filming. Was he? Uh, yeah. So uh, at that point, certainly. So he was getting some amazing shots. Jeez, the shots are amazing. So the three of us went down. To be fair, it wasn't. You weren't worried because it's terrible to say, but you knew that these are. You know, the other people had been down there, so it couldn't be that hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was yeah. our thinking. It's like kind of that hard. So had they already been down on ah, the road? Yeah, they've been down two or three days in a row. Taking yep. videos. Yeah, taking videos and photos and whatever else they're doing. So mm-hmm. um, taking hay down, I think, and, and things like that. No, I think they actually were taking hay down for her. They don't. They don't. They don't know she's got hunters of grass and she's fat. Like they they just think she's starving in a cave because that's what they need. Just picturing that image of her, where she's the biggest sheep I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) She's all that grass. All that nice, moist, sweet grass, and they're like here's some old dry hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, I know, I know. Yeah, but anyway, their intentions were good, and that is very important to remember. I'm, I'm very conscious of that. Like I'm all for like I love animals as much as they do, so we have that in common. Yeah. And I'll also say I'm an animal activist. Mm-hmm. I'm all about bringing around change for, you know, the, the greater good for animals. Like, get your sheep dipped. If you're hearing this, please get your sheep dipped. But that's, uh, yeah, so that's that's how that, so where was I? Yeah. So so we're, we're, we're coming down this. In fact, this would be a good time, actually, to have our little ad break. Oh, okay. Let's hear from our sponsors. As you probably already know, I've been a CF Moto brand ambassador for a few years now, and I can definitely testify to the quality and capability of both the ATVs and UTVs. Their vehicles are fully loaded with specs, including a winch and tow bar as standard, and all agricultural vehicles come with a free ATV track worth £399 plus 0% finance for businesses. 
0% finance, I always like that, that's a trigger word for me. I can honestly say that you won't regret the switch to CF Moto, and your accountant will love you for it too. They have a large network of dealers across the UK and Ireland. Use the dealer locator on cfmoto.co.uk to find your local dealer. Thanks to CF Moto for sponsoring our very first podcast. Now back to the chat. That was, that was fun. That was great. That was our That's first, my favourite bit. That was our first one. I know, big first one. one. Thanks to CF Moto again. Fantastic. I, I didn't expect to have a sponsor for the first one. No. But they saw my post on Facebook about Fed by Farmers and, and, and dropped me a little text. So that was very nice of them. So that's out the way. We get to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the rope's miles short. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> we got The rope basically got us below the sheer drop bit or just to that sheer drop right. bit, then we still had 80 metres to go, or 90 metres oh to go, but we thought, initially we thought, oh, we'll get her, and the three of us will lift her up here. Right, okay. And then we'll tie the rope on and get her up. We still had another rope, sorry, we haven't, another rope we haven't tied on at this point, we just took one rope down. Right, okay. Because we thought, we'll only need one. Aye, aye. So, next job's locating her, and we come down, and honestly, like, I think I'll need to go back there at some point and make a better video because it's all quite rushed because yeah. we're just like, let's get the job done. As much as we are there with cameras and phones and GoPros, like, and you'll see, if it, like, we went dilly-dallying, we didn't delay to take shots. No. The job kept going and, and you know, either, you know, Graham was moving cameras as we went or I was taking the chest camera out when we were waiting for the winch to be moved. Mm-hmm. Everything was pushed on, nothing was delayed for yeah. filming. Which is part of the reason we had Al's there to be filming while we worked. Yeah. So we could keep working. So next job's finding Fiona. And we're pretty much straight onto that, despite enjoying what a beautiful place she was in. And the farmer directed us to a cave that she was most likely to be. And mm-hmm. sure enough, there there she was. And it was surreal. Like see, honestly surreal. Like she was just standing in the middle of the cave and there was like a wee window in the cave looking out to the sea and the light was just on her. Honestly, so nice. I, it was, it was, it, we all just stood for a second, yeah. just kind of like, it's quite, it's quite something. Yeah. The whole thing's been like a bit of a fairy tale, but it was quite something. Mm-hmm. And, and we really expected a feral sheep. Well, you would. Aye. Dad's first question was, how did they catch her? Aye. Aye. Like, we, we really accept, because I'd asked if I need to take Meg, you know, if I need to take the sheep yeah, dog. Yeah. Uh, or what would we need for this? Or a, a leg crook. And he's like, no, I think, I think it'd be easy to get her. I'm like, ah, no chance. She just stood, and even as we approached, there was mm-hmm. no none of that quick change in her direction, sudden panic. Know. And then just as we went to grab her, she mm-hmm. turned and ran into a wee corner, you know, just yeah. a couple of steps, and then we had her. So she, she didn't Sweet. put up much fight at no. all. And we initially let her, you know, use her own strength to, to run out the cave, but she was 100 kilos. <laughs> it, it took a bit of hanging on to. It really did. Yeah. So the three of us sort of worked together to get her out of the cave. Then came the tricky part. She she trod in her own path, right? That she you know from the yeah, cave to yeah. to you know our favourite grazing spots. So we let her go up a natural way first, mm-hmm. where she felt comfortable. Then we made a little mistake. Well, we thought we could get her up to this rope that was still sixty meters away. But after panting and grunting and hard deciding to lie down, which is a, a fairly <laughs> standard tactic for a big heavy sheep, because mm-hmm. they know it's a safety mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, lie down and sort of play dead. We thought, well, we're not. The three of us only getting this up this steep slope, no chance. So we left Graham holding her. <laughs> <laughs> Sally went to get the end of the rope. I, f- I went to grab the bag and I phoned the boys, says, tie the other rope on, we need the extra 60 metres. Mm-hmm. And James, Graham's brother, came down to the, the end of the winch, sort of half, you know, half, half, 30 metres down the slope, tied it on, no bother. And, and Ali brought it back and it still wasn't far enough. We still had 15 metres, so... Don't quote me on my meterage maths here. You yeah. think that's another 60 cam? You said another 60. There was corners to go around and trees and stuff. It was diagonal. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and it'll all be seen in the footage. We had another 10 or 15 metres to get her. Yeah, it must have been that easy because it, it was a slog. But before we got back down to her, or as we're heading back down, she gets started, like decides to have a go, go at getting away. Right. And Graham's right on this right steep bit drop. Oh, no. and. As soon as she started going, he started struggling. I was, my first thought, just let her go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, let her go. And then he started, it's like, and somehow I've got to give him full credit to this. Like, really. Because I think we've looked through the footage. I think it's just a terrible shot from the drone that you see this uh. happening. So you don't really get the full danger of it. Because, like, if he'd fell backwards, like, where he was, it's oh. just all rocks. It's just all sharp rocks. There's no soft landing. But he held on to her, got his knee in behind her, like, you know, to steady himself yeah. and stop her coming down on top of him and, and managed to, to hold her long enough to calm her. We were getting down to him as quick as we could, got a hold of her. Uh, but I did just think he's mental. I'd have let her go just yeah, for my own mad. safety. We could, yeah. ca- we could easy catch her again. Yeah. It was a bit fair play to him. He kept a hold of her. And straight after that, we had her on our back because yeah. well, that was that that was a bullet dodge. Let's get her off her legs so that she's no longer got the power of throwing one of us, one of us down the down mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the slope got her onto her back and started the long process of one two three huh. <laughs> when everybody get their feet right again so you had to step forward get your feet right grab something with your other hand and one then... two three huh. and it was like <laughs> two two or three inches at a time because oh, she was so heavy so long but our, although we're dragging her up the slope at this point mm-hmm. she's three years worth of wool in her back yeah and her head's been lifted off the ground. She was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Totally relaxed. No kicking her. It was amazing. No, even when she's on her back like that. It's mad. Aye. No kicking her struggling. Just just chill. Just, mm-hmm. yep. No panting either. No getting worked up. Yeah. So we did that until we got to the bottom of this rope. Got got the, the bag out and rolled her into it upright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Decided to put her head in rather than having it out because it was going to get hanged on her neck mm-hmm. put her head in got the winch going got it moving we we're keeping an eye on her breathing at that point but then it was becoming difficult to keep an eye on her breathing and maneuver the slope and, yeah, and maneuver her so i thought we need to really keep an eye on her so sorry i was just gonna ask so she is the bag tied onto the rope at this point yes yeah, sorry yeah we just so it four like four uh like holes lugs on it that like you'd put through the forklift right okay okay like yeah it's yeah, a big yeah. tote bag yeah right so we tied the four lugs of the of, of the, to- the tote bag together uh on the rope so she, yeah, she's she's in the bag at this point and, and we haven't cut the nose hole at this point but i can see her through the top mm. so i'm watching her to make sure she's okay i mean it's still open at the top there's plenty of air yeah um it's not like it's, a, it's like a canvas bag it's not like a you know putting Classic a pot bag. yeah it's not like putting a, a bag for life here you're mm-hmm. <laughs> hoping for the best but uh wait we started pulling her up, but then it was getting difficult with the terrain to really keep an eye on her properly. So we got uh, all three of us down there with, without a knife. You <laughs> no, are joking. You got a knife? No, no, got a knife. You got a knife. No, no. Three of us down there with no knife. So we're looking for a wee jagged stone. Like Ali and I, oh, Ali got a stone. I'm like, nah, nah, mate, this one's much better. Look at that. That's an absolute belter. Look at the edge on that. Felt like a proper bear grills. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, survival. And yeah, sure enough, cut a wee nose hole. Perfect got her nose out we didn't let her whole head out because then she'd just get choked in her neck again yeah you know and she's more chance of bashing it and stuff mm-hmm. just her nose through could see her breathing still totally relaxed and then we just kept working away a lot of shouting uh on the phone you know go stop oh go, yeah stop mm-hmm. working around trees and big rocks and we got to the the vertical uh section mm-hmm and we just decided at that point, just in case the rope snapped, that three of us would go up first. Yeah. Um, which was quite right. Three of us, so three of us just went up first. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just a doddle what after that. Yeah, once we get past that vertical bit, it was a doddle. It, it was just, they just started reversing the, the buggy. Um, they actually, th- after the winch was used a couple of times, just nice and slow and steady to uh-huh. ground the worst bits at the uh-huh. bottom, we just hooked her onto a, the ball hitch of a, a pickup and just, just drove. you know just drove aye very very slowly so are, you, are the three of you all holding on to the rope at this point as well and walking up yeah so it, by that point ali sort of stayed at the back almost like a, a sled dog right you know like a sled dog like working a, a sled being pulled by dogs you know you, ah. you can maneuver it from the back <laughs> sled dogs sled dogs <laughs> uh the, ali the eskimo and i was at graham and i were Groom was either at the head, we're moving about a bit, just mm. depending on the terrain and whatnot, at the head, or I was at the top, like, pulling the rope over. Like, right, try, okay. You know, steering that a bit with the rope. If you put your weight in the rope that way, mm-hmm. it was quite easy to guide because it's moving on, on a wet surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would guide it that way. And, yeah, it just kept a slow, steady pace, more or less all the way. There was a couple of, a couple of times we had to stop them just to get around some branches and trees and stuff uh, and to make sure she wasn't going to get whacked and that, you know, her head wasn't going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it was a doddle, and I've said plenty. It wasn't hard. 
No. I wasn't I wasn't. And hard. what was she like? Totally relaxed. That was the most surreal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've said that. And I'm not for exaggerating this story in any way. But I've never seen it like it in, sh- in a sheep. It's mad. It, it was m- mental. No panting. You know, a big heavy overweight sheep mm-hmm. like that, stressed mm-hmm. out. No panting, no stress. We got her to the top. We got her lifted over the fence mm-hmm. and got her out of the bag. And uh, the, the SSPCA chap that was there gave her a, a check over. But, you know, it was obvious she was healthy. She, was, thriving. she was Oh, thriving. Absolutely thriving. Mm-hmm. But it was good to have a third party voice to say that. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, yeah, oh, the farmers absolutely. Uh, the farmers would say she's fine. Yeah. Good to have a third party, vo- an independent voice there. So we got that done. We got ear tags from the farmer because we'd already agreed with the farmer. He he was concerned already with strangers on the farm. He didn't want more strangers coming. Three, you know, three young kids. The whole thing had been an absolute nightmare for him, a real toll mentally. Really stressful time. We said this sheep Fiona has to go somewhere that people can see her mm-hmm. she has to go somewhere that's open and transparent and, and and people can see her on a regular basis to make sure she's been looked after to avoid people turning up unannounced yeah absolutely yeah like, can you imagine if i just said oh, i'm just taking her home to throw yeah, in with the rest that. of the sheep? yeah like no chance never it just would have been a disaster mm-hmm. and who wants you know activists on their farm or, or at yeah. their house or news cameras out yeah. try to pick her out in the field yeah do you, do you know what i mean yeah. like try to spot her uh, uh, out in the field and then they'd be running try to corner her and take her away and oh no 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 so had to be somewhere that was fully transparent and everyone mm-hmm. could see her and and that everyone would be happy with of course because she's a special sheep mm-hmm. and that's where their scone came in like what a place mm-hmm. um, so what goes on there they just have a menagerie I think that's the right word. I sometimes use that. I don't know. I menagerie. Aye, menagerie. Like a wee animals. bit of everything. Aye, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There yeah, like go. a picking mix. But yeah, exactly. So they've even got meerkats. Have they? Love them. Class. Yeah, meerkats. It's amazing. Have they? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Now, if you ever need car insurance, like, mm. <laughs> those going's a place to go. <laughs> um, so for cheap car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> two for one uh, cinema tickets. Two for one cinema uh, Yeah, there you go. There's so many great things about having meerkats. Yeah. I heard the Odin Kilmarnock was shutting down. No. I heard that. Sad times if it is. I know. Says me that hasn't been I in 10 years. I was going to year. say, when's the last time you went to cinema? I know. I know. I would just go to Silverburn to the better one if I was the going. Have you? Aye, but I, I haven't been to cinema and I wouldn't even be able to tell you what film I last seen in the cinema. Really? Oh, 10 years plus. I can't even think. I went to see 300 in the cinema. With a, a couple of the boys back then, that must be 15, wow. 15 years ago or thereabouts. Must really? have seen something. Surely, come on. I must have seen something, but I can't. I think. can't now even to think of any big films. No, do you know what I do want to see? Just mm. one that Napoleon. Oh, I've not seen it advertised. Is that the one that's really, really long, like three and a half hours? Oh, is it? I didn't know that. There's one that's three and a half hours. That'll be, that, that'll be a, that, too long. I'd need to do two sentences. It, it is too long, but. The story of Napoleon needs three and a half hours. Does it? Do you know anything know about much. Napoleon? No, I don't know much about Napoleon. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go on a, <laughs> a tangent. This is a real tangent about Napoleon, but un- <laughs> arguably, arguably the greatest leader there ever was. Really? Yeah. Listen to the rest of his history if you want to hear actual proper accuracy. <laughs> but there's a great story that he get he get exiled. Right. Essentially, this little island called Elba. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, off the coast of Italy. Or off the coast of France, it must be. Doesn't sound French. No, it doesn't. Elba sounds like a Scottish Elba, word like for Alba. elbow. Oh. Well, I always remember it because it's like elbow. Oh, Elba. Well, you see it, it's your elbow. Yeah. Like elbow. Do you so, say Oxter or Oxter? Oxter. Would you say? Oxter. I know, but you speak very posh. Why do you speak posh? Went to private school. Oh, it's all coming out now. <laughs> you've just killed, they've just, they, you've just turned <laughs> the audience against you. I know. That makes so much sense I know. now. I've got to a point now where I just admit it. There's no point trying not to. Do you know what I mean? But it's great for the podcast because I'm te- I'm not very clear speaking, and like you cut through my, you know, dull rambling, you know, working class Scottish accent with your private school <laughs> proper pronunciation. <laughs> I can't it. believe I've just admitted that. I'm mortified. So is that Wellington? That's a, for anyone doesn't know that's a school in Ayr which isn't far away it, it, it's a private school but it's like you know it's a poor man's private school Cammy I wore a kilt yeah wow yeah that's every right every day 
kill every we, day. We, we used to, um, I say we as if I was part of the team, but my school used to beat them at the, the 4 by 100 and that was a uh, big deal because they loved their athletics, yeah, Wellington. big into the athletics. Yeah, they smashed nearly every other event, but we had just this great group of boys that, and we could win the 4 by one Yeah. But that's mad, eh? Mm-hmm. Look at you now. Your parents must be so pleased. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an investment that was. I know, oh, it's a could, shame. If they could have that money back again. <laughs> anyway, so that's good to know a bit more about Iona. See, that's all going to come out as we go along. I know, right. I know, I just feel that bit at the beginning. I really don't like it, but do you know, I think I was just feeling a wee bit nervous. You open up a bit. Yeah, it now. I feel You're more there. relaxed but now. It's okay, but that's nice. It, it's yeah, endearing. Yeah, we'll come we'll, with it. We'll hear a bit more about it. And we, we've just went on another mad tangent away. Let me quickly finish the story about Napoleon. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that? I thought you were going all the way back to Fiona. No, no, let's do Napoleon first. <laughs> and then we'll do Fiona. So Napoleon uh, got... Uh, basically exiled to this island uh-huh. and the story goes I can't remember how long he was there but essentially from getting himself off that island mm-hmm. it was 11 days from getting off that island until he was the the, the ruler of France again you're joking 11 days from escaping the island to taking what did con- he do how did he control do of France the people just loved him did they aye big it, character uh, <laughs> aye aye he's a boy <laughs> was he a uh, lad a never lad drank I... apparently right never drank see maybe that's the secret Definitely is. But, but as, I mean, well, that's another tangent. Alcohol is like, it's, it's uh, mad, it's, it's isn't it? Me. How it's it, it's the norm. Like, uh, well, come on, I feel like I've, like, I definitely, I've like started drinking way, way, way less. And now I feel like in social situations, it's saying you're not drinking. It's like there's something, I don't know that you have to it's explain like why. To them, it's like you're trying to ruin their night. Uh, and I'm like, I can, why are you so miserable? I, I know. Yeah. And you feel like, but it's just, I, I don't know. And but I'm see, like, I still want to go out and have fun and be sociable, but I just don't want to drink all the time. Yeah, and but see, I don't want to do those things. And I don't want to drink. Be sociable. Yeah, well, I, I like, I see so many people day yeah. to day. Like, I just, I like my routine. I like, it's I rare like that our TV well. goes off at nine o'clock when Grand, Grand Design finishes mm-hmm. with more four. Big Grand Design for him. I just, Kevin McLeod is yes, a boy. wordsmith. Yeah. Like, you know, the little bit of presenting I do in Landward, if I could say, what presenter would you want to be like? Apart from Doogie, of course, Doogie, you're the man. You'll be listening to this. As <laughs> uh, as Kevin McLeod. Really? Oh. God, that's quite left field. He's a genius. Right, I, I'm good. I, I, I feel bad because you love him so much, but we feel like... Is this your family? Yeah. Like... Y- you can basically predict exactly what he's going to no, say you can't. every single time. That's a lie. I don't think that's a lie. i tell you something. Right. i tell you what's going to happen. What? We're going to do an episode where I'm going to show you a scenario okay. and say, tell me what he's about to say. Okay. I could tell you right now. He'll go, he'll see it, and he'll say, well, we didn't think it would end up coming together like this. No, but it's the, it's the superlatives he uses. Like he comes out with some absolute belters. It's the way he sets it up. It like he must write that he said. I don't even know if he's reading off a script. It's it's the way. If I pause when I'm presenting, mm-hmm. it just looks like I forgot the words and it's horrible. He can pause for an uh, an ungodly amount of time. <laughs> okay, I back that. And you just sit there like, this, this, you, you know, it, yeah, it's okay. No, I do see that. You know, the man's thinking. Let him yeah. think about his big words. Yeah. And it's fine. And it's worth it when he does, right? Yeah. yeah like it's just dead air, absolute dead air. But he nails it. Yeah, okay. Whereas if we do that in this podcast, it's just like, why do you not cut that bit out? Yeah. He is the man. But we can t- we'll talk more about Kevin McLeod. Are you done with Napoleon or are we still... Yeah, done with Napoleon. That's, that's it. fine. But, yeah, back to... It was on the grand designs. But we're talking about socialising actually and drinking. Oh, just, yeah. It is good to cover that because I'm I'm a terrible drinker. I, I just don't enjoy it. Do you not? No, I I love the first pint. Okay. Lo- especially during the summer mm-hmm. and shearing season. Yeah. Always have a can when I finished. Mm-hmm. Second can, uh, I take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. If I have two can, if I have any more, like I, I wouldn't take a third pint. You know, I've had, I'm done then. Are you? Yeah. It just becomes this weird thing. It's like, why are you just right, drinking pints of liquid? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work for me. Have you always been like that? No. No, but I never... <sighs> You know, if I was when I was younger, we used to drink, we used to drink a thing called Buckfast. Some of you might know that, but you know, it used to go. Out, but that's not really a drink. It's just like sugary juice, isn't it? And what's wine? But we'd, I would drink Buckfast. Wine's a weekend. push. Listeners who don't know what Buckfast is. <laughs> yeah, Google, Google <laughs> Buckfast. It is really a push. It's, it's 
the poor man's wine. It's yeah. the wino's wine. But <laughs> yeah, we used to drink that, but I would never drink lots and lots of pints and I would certainly never touch, I would never have a spirits now. Would you not? No, at most if it was like, you know, a, a house or something like that, or mm. that it was a nice summer's day, I might have a gin and tonic um, or something nice like that. <laughs> slim line, slim line, I saw your face there. <laughs> Gin and tonic, one G and T, please. Fever, 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 do you have any fever tree uh, tonic water? Or oh, just sweeps? Is it just sweeps? Oh, uh, I think I'll just have a, I'll have a water, please. <laughs> I'll take the side. Uh, fever tree is better. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you like sweeps better? I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, can't really tell the difference. No, I just, I, I, I like it better. The slim line, but yeah, I'll have a gin, but I never touch spirits. So is it the feeling of being drunk that yeah, you don't, don't like? like it. Don't yeah, like it. no, no, even that. I've just got too much to do. Yeah, like even if I'm out, I, I you'll, pff, I'll never be out past eleven. Mm. Like never, jeez, and that's it's the tiredness that wrecks me because I get in a routine of, especially in the winter, I'm I'm in my bed, you know, lights, you know, we're in bed for ten, mm-hmm. TV off, and we usually get a, you know, jobs done, tidied up, yeah. bed for ten, up at six, repeat. If you throw that off and you're up to like one in the morning, two you. days to recover. Like I'm wrecked now because of all this media stuff yeah. and all that and been up late. It's absolutely trash me. You know, mm-hmm. your skin starts breaking out in spots and yeah. all that. And just like, I've got a mouse, mouth, a mouse ulcer. <laughs> I've got a mouth ulcer as well. You could run down. Which run down, stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body, like my body tells me pretty quick when it's... Your, when it's not happy. Aye, aye. Uh, and, and that's a prime example of it. Mm-hmm. And just drinking just doesn't work for me. But... I, I know it's difficult. I think, but maybe a hereditary thing. Like my dad never drank. Oh, did he not? No, no. My mum would have a wee glass of wine, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, pretty, pretty regular, you know, glass of wine here and there. Mm-hmm. But my dad would never drink. You know, the odd New Year's, you know, he'd have a drink, um, New Year's Eve type thing if we were having going around somewhere. Really? But never, we need just like, have a drink in the house. Really? But he would never just have like a beer. Never. My granny still ten p.m. every night. She'll have a whiskey. Ninety three. 10pm on the button she'll not have a minute before or a minute after there you go the elixir of life mm-hmm. i do I, I went through a phase of really liking whiskey actually you strike me as somebody who would drink whiskey yeah i have a lot of whiskey at home do i you? still buy whiskey do you? I, I enjoy it i do enjoy just buying whiskey silly things <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes I, I just have a cut of the silly like i like aaron whiskey so I'll, I'll buy I'll buy any lag, which is the new distillery there, and I, I just think Aaron whiskey is very very good, and it's lo- you know it's our, our local distillery, it's it's the closest distillery to Ayrshire. So what are you doing, just buying it and putting it in your cupboard? I am now used used to drink it, but yeah, I am now. This is after me saying I didn't. You never catch me drinking spirits, but that's you know now you wouldn't. I might have mm-hmm. a whiskey, but I, I feel I don't like again whiskey's different. It, but I, it, again, I changed again. You know, it starts giving me a bit of heartburn and that, and it's like does it? Mm, pleasure's away. It's it's funny how you're, you're you just change. Yeah, I know it is. But then I think, well, I was speaking to my friend about it as well. And we we're saying, I but what what do you do at this age if you're single at the weekend and you don't want to drink? No, well, that's that 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 is a predicament you're in. Thankfully, I, I don't have that predicament. Yeah. Um, but but surely that's what you know dating apps are for. Oh, my oh, mate, my mate told me a great thing. We 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 have went on some mad tangent from Fiona here, but I like it. <laughs> this sorry, folks. This there is going to be a bit of this in this podcast, but it's a test. And, you know, we're testing the water mm. here. If this is absolute garbage and you don't like this kind of chat about different topics that Iona and I are doing, slaughter us in the comments. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you want to hear because we're going to just mould this podcast based on feedback. So we need your feedback. What was the last thing you said? Alcohol, dating apps. Dating apps. My mate told me a great technique for that. Now, I've never been in a dating app. Okay. Never, never, never had to, you know. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I just never, it wasn't my thing. So I've never, I've never done that. But you never go for a drink with the people. Okay. You go for a coffee. Okay. Because... Even if they're mental, they're not going to drink more than two coffees. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, even and you know, and if you really like them, you'd only drink. Sorry, if you don't like, you'd only drink one coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be strange to go for two. If you really like them, you might say do you want another. Yeah. But even that's a bit crazy. Um, it's a bit of a red flag to me. You know, someone was like, do you want another co- another one? Like, and they said like, yes. I was like, what, another coffee. Yeah, I just had a large latte, no I'm not chance. I'm a maniac. Yes, yes, yeah, psycho. No. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but that, that was what he said. He says you never go for a drink with them. Yeah, fair Because, you know, you can 
it's hard to get away mm-hmm. but you go for a coffee 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 could be coffee could be 45 minutes and nobody's questioning it that's it you know coffee, that's fine break away yeah decide then if you're gonna have a follow-up mm-hmm. or jump on the ghost train no i would never ghost just gently letting down I, I, no just be straight up and honest don't be gentle no, just say. So, mate, I'm sorry, I just don't see us going any further. Mate, see, as soon as you offered me a second cup of coffee, <laughs> I knew you were mental. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I just, all right, okay, no, that's good, being straight up and honest. I just think so. Well, I used to get myself in muddles and try and, oh, make excuses or blah, blah, blah. Just say, I'm sorry, I don't see, I, see this yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like coffee. It's like, well, too late now. <laughs> <laughs> you had two cups the other day. <laughs> Uh, I thought we were on to something. Uh, when I, someone, I, I, read, I heard in a podcast that if you have two cups, it must mean they like you. <laughs> um, right, so there you go. That's interesting. We got into that. But mm-hmm. we should get back around to Fiona because we're getting towards time that we should be ending this podcast. Cool. So a bit more detail about, about Fiona and the rescue. So we got her up. She's absolutely fine. Got mm-hmm. in the pickup, mm-hmm. as we'd agreed with the, the SSPCA. And we, we did all the necessary paperwork. I saw people in the British Farming Forum kicking up a fuss, like, how could you have done the right paperwork? And, you know, how could these movements be legal and all that? And it's like, Karen, calm down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Being, yeah. So no offence to any Karens out there. I think it's, I'm using that generic term that folk use as being a right Karen. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh. That's an, I could go off on a tangent there about somebody I know called Karen and how much that gets to her now. Or does it? Yeah. It, yeah, it makes yeah, her look actually, super miserable. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can imagine it would. Yeah. Uh, yeah poor lass. Mm. Um, so and she's not, like, she's the opposite of a Karen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I don't, that's obviously, some Karen has obviously ruined it for the rest. Yeah. It's always, it's always the minority. Oh, I. Absolutely. Case in point mm. with, with Fiona. So, yeah, all the all the paperwork done anyway. We got her down the road and we'd always planned to stop kind of, not halfway down, but would not go the full way sorry can we rewind a wee bit what's the chat like so you get in the pick so you've done it right you've saved it you're in the pick up what what's like what's the vibe like buzzing are you aye yeah aye yeah and just making like jokes and having a laugh and just like what was all the fuss about yeah you know what was all the fuss like, so how long would then, it have taken and then like some of the boys so we, we were heading down the road cruising you know cruising down the road mm-hmm. uh fine the phone hadn't rung at this point we'd obviously did the little video saying it and we're you know, it's ping, 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 all that, you know, the you know, everybody's getting excited and comments on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, uh, owls or somebody's bringing up articles from the Daily Record where it's, like, a uh, cr- crack team of marines uh, <laughs> formulating plan to rescue sheep by hovercraft. And apparently they'd done a... a, a they, were, they were raising money and all sorts of crazy stuff. And then, oh, there was all sorts of these things, like these, like, different skilled people... Mm-hmm. making plans and doing GoFundMe pages to, to raise money to go and do this mission to, to rescue uh, Fiona. And we had like, you know, five lads with a couple of ropes. Yeah. Uh, and we just went down it and it wasn't hard. I'm not, put, I'm not... No, but we're, I th- we're, but... Mil- we're milking it because I've been talking about it for for four days now, but, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't hard. But I think you the, your point's so valid about it's the fact that nobody who is... It is employing like an employer of anybody of anybody cannot yeah. give the go ahead for that without no. it all this money being put in to try and make it as absolutely safe as possible. Oh, totally. I mean, if you were to pay somebody, to, I mean, it's probably a twenty. Well, it's about a ten grand job. Yeah, I would think. You know. Yeah. But the time you put, you know, correct and insurance. Uh, yeah, and and no doubt they wouldn't be allowed to have slid her up the way we slid her no. up. You'd have to have our totally and she couldn't be touching the ground at any point mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know what the rules would be but anyway we, we got it done we got her down the road got her to our temporary accommodation mm-hmm. didn't shear her that night just because it had been uh, uh, just a, she was stressed enough yeah and next morning got her shown you know we're obviously the balloons up as i said at the top of the podcast like crazy the phone's going mental next thing the, the animal rights people are at they'll scone but it wasn't a, you know, it was, I was worried, as I said, like starting to watch over your shoulder mm. and all that, but it wasn't a, a big concern in terms of Fiona's safety because she was in a great place. She was mm. in a really nice big shed, secure. Yeah. Nobody knew where it was. Well, hun- loads of people knew where she was, but the right people didn't know where she was or the wrong people didn't know where she was. And it was just a case of wait till they go away. Mm-hmm. And and I think the big reason they left so quickly was because the public absolutely battered them on social media. It, it was incredible to see. 
especially the Dosconis. Like, I've got to give a shout out to the Doscon uh, fans. If anyone that's listening, let us know in the the comments. Just went to town on them. And and farmers are, you know, I love farmers, of course I do, mm-hmm. but farmers are terrible at saying what they really think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> because they don't have to answer to anyone. No. You know what I mean? The, the, their boss is never going to see it because they are, they are their own boss. Whereas the Dosconis were quite diplomatic. Yeah, you know? yeah. Here's why Dosconi is really good. I think you're totally wrong about this. Yeah, you and sh- here is my reasoning. And here are my reasoning. Whereas the farmer's like, go F yourself, you bunch <laughs> of F and LX tech. Like some of the things they will say. Not all farmers, of course, not, but you, they say what they really think. Yeah. Rather than what they should say. And uh, yeah, I think just pure public pressure. Mm-hmm. They just realised how wrong they were. Like, uh, so where did they want her to go? What was her problem with Dus? It being Dus gone? Because they have they have links to a petting. Uh, I'm gonna say a petting zoo. It's not. It's a sanctuary. But if you look on their Instagram, the, there's pictures of like five people petting a sheep at the one time. Uh, and and the, so it, they it was wanted so funny it to, to go me. to a sanctuary. Yeah. Right. Okay. They, of their choosing, but it was so funny to me that they kept referring to Dus as a petting zoo. When if you went on the, the Instagram, it's like. The images were the definition of a petting zoo. Mm-hmm. It does go in the sh- Fiona's in a pen. If she doesn't want to come to the front to be touched, she just walks to the back. Mm-hmm. But sheep, once they get petted, they love coming for a head rub, mm-hmm. like a wee scratch. They absolutely and it's love it. shut now, does go as well, isn't it? For the that, that's for the it. It's shut until the spring. So yeah. she's total peace and quiet now for for three, four, five months, whatever it is now, and she'll have a great life. They're the kind of guys that if there's something wrong with her, they'll spend five, ten grand on an operation. That, yeah, and that, that, that's just not going to happen no, anywhere else. No, commercial farmer like myself could not afford to do that for one sheep. No. Absolutely could not, whereas that will absolutely happen down mm-hmm. there. I do think this comes down to money, some of it, the uproar. Like they would have used Fiona to raise 200 grand on GoFundMe. Yeah. We've done none of that. So that was us to that point, but we'll, we'll talk more about maybe the Dusko thing. We'll get Ben up, ben up here. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll chat with him, mm-hmm. give him a grilling. For, for the next podcast I think that's been long enough For the first podcast I'm looking there We're We've, we've creeped over The hour mark I think they say that flew in He's just Talking about Napoleon Kevin McLeod <laughs> I just think You can think for your title Fiona Kevin McLeod Napoleon And ex And private school <laughs> Welcome To Fed by Farmers <laughs> That's ridiculous actually isn't it? But that's Guys that's I, I, I actually like those Kind of podcasts Yeah and that's it for our very first podcast. Thanks very much to CF Moto for sponsoring this one. I've been Cami. I've been Iona. And we are both fed by farmers.